Welcome to Gamer's Ledge, the only daily Midwest-based podcast about video games. News, opinions, and reviews about video games every day. Tuesday through Thursday, every week of the year, covering the Wii, PlayStation Portable, Xbox 360, and PS2 and PS3. And now here are your hosts, Awesome Andy and the Marksman. Welcome to Gamer's Ledge Podcast. It is Thursday, January the 4th, and I am the Marksman. With me is Awesome Andy. Hey. And today, Andy, I thought we'd uh, first start out by seeing what you were playing. Play anything last night? Uh, No, not really. I played a little Manhunt today, and I'll review on that at the end of the show. What about you? Nope, I didn't get to play a single thing, um, as those of that may have downloaded the podcast early yesterday, after I put it up, uh, I realized I put up the wrong episode, so I got that fixed shortly after, but if you haven't listened to yesterday's podcast, I highly recommend it. Uh, Andy, that story, that bedtime story, was amazing. Thank you. <laughs> so... What we're going to talk about today is uh, something that, it's a pretty controversial thing. It's um, whether or not uh, companies like Sony should try and stop exporters from sending consoles wherever they want in the world. In this particular case, we'll use the the PlayStation 3 as an example. Um, It happens with more than just the PS3, but they've made the biggest amount of uh, publicity and press about it here recently. Should Sony be able to stop exporters from sending consoles to Europe? Now, this is a kind of multifaceted question in that we're talking about the rights of individuals to buy whatever they want to buy and spend money on. B, it's also a right of the company, being Sony, to control their distribution area. And um, C, it is a right of a company to sell where they want to sell. So, Andy, what do you think? I think they should be able to stop the exporters just because it's their system and if they're going to take a loss on anything, then they should be able to say, no, you cannot send our systems out before we release them or before we decide to send any more over there. I personally am pretty torn on the question. Um, Generally, what I would say is that it is a person's right to spend money on whatever they want. If I want to import a Japanese PS3 so that I can play Japanese games that don't get released in the United States, I believe that is my right to do so. Now, I am fully aware that if I do so, I have no support and no warranty from Sony, and I'm going to pay through the, the nose in order to get it. But should it be illegal? Should they crack down on somebody who sells me uh, a Japanese PS3? The answer is they don't do it now. I can go and I can order a Japanese PS3 very easily from a dozen different companies online, and there's no problem. Is that legal to be sold here in the United States? No, for the same reason that you can't buy, or you sh- you're, according to Sony, should not be able to buy a PS3 in Europe. Um, also keep in mind that those are region locked in that um, if if I buy a PS3 in Europe that is a Japanese or, or US PlayStation 3, I will not be able to play European games on it, theoretically. Um, 
so I'm I'm a little torn on that question. I'd say that they, they should not continue uh, attacking the companies that are exporting there since they allow the same thing to occur from Japan to the United States. It's kind of a hypocrisy of sorts. What do you think about that, Andy? Yeah, I guess it's if if the people want to spend the money and take the chance of, you know, you're going to be spending a whole lot more just to get a, a system that you're probably not going to be able to play your country's games on, then, you know, okay. But I, I really think it should be up to the company manufacturers to say, yes, you can or no, you can't. Well, we'd like to know what you think. Log on to our forum boards and let us know what you think about uh, whether or not a large company like Sony or Microsoft or Nintendo should be able to try and stop exporters from sending consoles to places they haven't released in yet. And with that, we'll go to our first break. And we, when we come back, the news. Newsflash 2007. America joins the war against expensive comics by rolling out its most impressive weapon yet, TDYComics.com. TDYComics.com ships comics to military personnel overseas, as well as to everyday Joes in the good old U.S. of A. Every comic bagged and bored, join the fight and win the war at TDYComics.com. TDYComics.com. Figures are finally coming in, and MCV is reporting that Christmas week sales were the biggest ever in the UK for the video games industry. Uh, in third place was Konami's Pro Evolution Soccer, second was EA's FIFA 07, and taking the top spot was Need for Speed Carbon, also by Electronic Arts. According to uh, Hawaii police, a 26-year-old and his 16-year-old brother were attacked by a man with a baseball bat who's trying to get their PS3. A car drove up, and the guy with the bat jumped out, and he hit the older brother with the bat. The younger one was able to get the bat away from the attacker. Attacker jumped back in his car and fled. The PS3 is safe with the victim. Did you see those guys? Did you see the pictures of those guys? No, I didn't. I <laughs> I checked this out. I saw that that story also, and I looked. And these guys were not little guys. These were Samoan Islanders. You know, we're talking like huge guys. And somebody actually uh, jumped out and hit him with a baseball bat. That's kind of me- <laughs> that's kind of messed up. Remember, don't shoot food. Seagate has disclosed their next generation of hard drives, which will allow for 300 terabytes of information to be stored on a standard 3.5-inch drive. Uh, Seagate says the technology should be widely available by 2010. And to give you a little bit of a perspective, um, I used to travel for work doing seminars, uh, and uh, uh, I actually spent some time at NASA, and NASA was working on a prototype organic hard drive and this actually uses some interesting variations on that uh 
but to give you some perspective of how much 300 terabytes is, a hundred or excuse me, a thousand gigabytes would be one terabyte. So the level goes: you've got uh, uh, kilobytes, megabytes, you've got gigabytes, and then terabytes, and after that comes XT bytes, and 300 terabytes is roughly one-third of an XT byte, or roughly just under 6,250 gig Blu-ray discs. So that's a lot of storage for one 3.5-inch drive. And they're saying within the next three years that should be widely available. Well, the top five Xbox arcade games purchased last year were Uno, Street Fighter II Hyperfighting, Geometry Wars Evolved, Marble Blast Evolved, and Pac-Man. Now the most played game on the Xbox Live? Know what that might be? Mm, I'm guessing, I don't know, um, um, Rayman's Super Cuddly Micro Critter Collectible Campaign. No. It's Gears of War. Oh, I had no idea. Wow. That beat out Call of Duty 2 and Ghost Recon 3. Wow, the Critter Campaign didn't even make the top three? Not even close. Valkyrie, your life force is running out. Well, our favorite anti-video game crusader, Jack Thompson, is already gearing up to attack and ban Grand Theft Auto 4 due out in October. Uh, He sent a mass email, read spam, to all major gaming outlets addressing a direct issue to Bill Gates to contact him personally in order to prevent the sale of GTA to minors as, quote-unquote, he and others will endeavor to stop Microsoft from participating in any fashion, directly or indirectly, in such sales to minors, end quote. And they say there's no such thing as bad publicity. If he screws this up for us. Gonna be a lot of mad people. A pox on you, Jack Thompson. Blockbuster reported that uh, Gears of War was the most rented game at their store with week ending December 31st, 2006. And for those of you with PSPs that missed the UMD uh, demo disc that was passed around, the Killzone Liberation demo is now available for download from their U.S. website. You will need firmware version 3.02 in order to play it, or some emulated version thereof. And that's all I'll say about that. Valkyrie needs food badly. Rockstar has appointed Gary Dale as their new COO, and the founder and executive producer Sam Hauser says that Dale's expertise in marketing and publishing operations will play an important role in helping us to capitalize on the substantial opportunities we see ahead of us. And that's it for the news. We will be back with reviews after this break. Everyone needs a hero. At Tenth Penny, comic book heroes are something we hold dear. With the largest selection of Silver Age heroes in the Omaha Metro, every hero is protected in a bag and board. Heroes and their comics need to be treated right. We care about comics. Come see our friendly and knowledgeable staff of heroes at 706 North Fort Crook Road in Bellevue, Nebraska, or visit us online at tenthpenny.com. Tenth Penny, where fun is an investment.
And we're back. First up today for reviews, I've got uh, Grandia 3 for the PS2. Now, Grandia 3 is a role-playing game from Square Enix, the same people that make Final Fantasy, uh, also lovingly referred to as Squeenix by myself and a bunch of other people online. It's very similar in Grandia Extreme in execution, but the story is about a young boy who wants to wean himself from his mother's apron strings and basically become a world-renowned pilot, modeling himself after the Charles Lindbergh of that world. As far as the game's graphics goes, the menus and the tutorials are easy to read and very intuitive, from the combat training with the command wheel to on-screen text, and I'll talk about the command wheel uh, when we get into gameplay. The in-game graphics are amazingly well done. The architecture on the buildings is, is phenomenal. The colors of the world are vivid and lifelike, and the battle combos are breathtaking. As far as sound goes, the, the voice work was extremely well done, as we are finding from all Squeenix games that have come out lately. The battle sounds accent the action very well, and the music, especially the cutscenes, they really set the mood of the story. Now, as far as gameplay goes, this is a fun, fun RPG. Um, although there aren't a lot of side quests, uh, you you figure out pretty quickly that there won't be a lot of extra spaces for leveling up later. You figure that out early on in the game. So, basically, you do know that you need to take advantage of an area you're in right now uh, to level up so that you can beat the boss at the end of the battle or at the end of the level. The combat system is a, a delight. It's perhaps the most fun turn-based combat system I've, I've ever played. It basically uses a time wheel for initiative, which means that uh, if you've got three people in your party, it will show you where on the wheel they will their attacks are queued up for. But certain attacks at certain times can push you or your enemies farther back on the initiative wheel. So a, a perfectly timed uh, attack on your enemy will actually make him lose his turn and he has to go all the way around the wheel again before he can attack. But the same can be said of a good timed uh, breaker from your enemies can do the same thing to you. So there's, there's strategy involved on top of the turn-based attacks. As you learn the system, if you strategize the timing of your attacks from your party members correctly, you can actually execute massive attack chain combos, uh, where the one attacks and then another does a bunch of attacks and another one does a bunch of attacks for huge damage. And unlike a lot of other RPGs, you do feel like you've actually achieved something when and you figure out how and when to initiate the combos. It gives a real sense of teamwork from your party. Now, for an RPG, I only spent about 65 hours with this game, so it's relatively short uh, because I'm one of those completists, but it is perhaps one of the most enjoyable RPGs outside of a Final Fantasy that I've played in quite a while. I can't say enough about the story. It moves along. The plot progression is quite good. The things that do detract from the game was the fact that it is rather linear, there aren't a lot of side quests, and the game is rather short. For a full-fledged RPG. But due to the story, plot progression, and battle system, I think it's really an above-average RPG. I give it an 8 out of a 10. Andy? I'm going to go over Manhunt for the PlayStation 2. This came back in 
came out in 2003, so it's been about three, three and a half years. So, uh, you know, for back then, the graphics were are actually looking pretty good, even still. So, uh, the lips sync up with the words really nicely. Um, Music-wise, there's during the game there's no music. They want you to mainly focus on your environment, because it's a it's more of a stealth game where you need to pretty much sneak around and kind of stay in the shadows so no one will find you. You can just sneak up on them. But uh, it's a story about a guy who was on death row and his death was faked without his knowing it and he woke up in a cell and a voice came over the intercom explaining to him you know what was going on what happened what he has to do and he's he was taken and placed in a city that was made specifically for these videos that his capture his captor is making He's making videos of gangs hunting someone down to sell on the internet. So your goal is to basically survive to the end. And if you survive, you will be set free. Otherwise, your death will be sold on tape or DVD through the internet. Now, use the, the left analog stick controls your character and the right analog stick is to look around but when you do that it puts you in first person mode the whole time you're in there looking around you hear your heart constantly beating which was a nice add-on effect to attack or execute you have the strong button which is your square or the quick attack which is your circle now when you sneak up on someone that's when you you have to sneak up on them to execute them and each weapon has three different types of executions they start off kinda so-so and then the third one is the most brutal my favorite is with the baseball bat when you charge it up completely and you take your swing you crush the head and blood brains and skull splatter everywhere including getting stuck on a wall if you're close to one with a cleaver you sneak up behind them grab their hair and just start chopping away at their neck and once you get the head off you're able to carry it around to use as a kind of a distraction device where you just throw it out there to, so it makes noise now when you ex do the executions the camera will change angles close up so it catches everything that you're doing and it also sends blood splattering onto the camera itself now if you also if you have a uh, USB headset you can plug that in and talk into it they're not gonna understand your words but that's more of a tactic to get their attention just just start yelling in it and they'll follow that to where you are otherwise you're just banging on walls with your fist or throwing little cans out there 
So the only noise throughout the game you hear is your environment, which is, they did a really nice job with that. Uh, the, the hunters, which are the gangs that are looking for you, you'll hear them walking around, talking, uh, just saying different little quips. You know, I would have to say it would probably be an 8 out of 10. It's really fun. It doesn't take a lot to get into it. It's, it's just basically a simple little stealth game, like I said. You don't have to do a lot of strategizing. So it's pretty much easy for anyone. And I take it it's a mature game. Correct? Yeah, well, that's, yeah. I was going to say it's easy for anyone mature enough to pick up and play no problems. Because it is made by Rockstar same ones that made Grand Theft Auto so you know right there it's going to be a fun game well um, that's about going to do it for today we've got a couple uh, notes that I did want to uh, point out I did um, go back and I listened to my review of uh, Resistance Fall of Man yesterday and I did neglect somehow to talk about one of the most enjoyable aspects of the game and that is the weapons that the creators Insomniac Games have come up with. Uh, the weapon types are all very well thought out and amazingly very balanced. It's a very rock paper scissors kind of game as to which type of weapon beats what type of weapon. Uh, and they thought they put a lot of thought in, in into the design of them, and I thought that was quite good. And other than that, uh, that's going to do it for today, and we'll be back tomorrow, and tomorrow I'll be reviewing Final Fantasy XI for the PlayStation 2. We'll see you then. See ya. Remember, don't shoot food.